Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, updates, and all things home-related. Whether you are in the real estate market, if you're buying or selling, or if you are a resident just thinking of things to do around your home, from decorating to improvement ideas, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners. Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. And Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate needs, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's always my pleasure being your host here every week. We have been on CFAX 1070 on the weekends for almost four years now, having done about 190 episodes, so many great guests and so much great content on a weekly basis. I myself have been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991 coming up on year 30 i've handled over 2500 transactions in our fair city proud to be ranked as one of the top remax agents in western canada i received actually and i'm very happy about this the circle of legends award from remax international of which there are only three other agents in victoria that have that qualification so uh, it's it's a thrill for me to not only serve our community, helping people buy and sell real estate, also serving the community in other ways and being here, speaking with you on a weekly basis. If you need a second opinion or want to talk about real estate, you can always call me too. be happy to chat. You can find my contact information and the rest of the whole Home Show team members by going to cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. Or you can always reach out to me directly, as listeners often do. You can just Google my name, Tony Joe Real Estate, Tony Joe Victoria, or visit the Prime Real Estate Team, primeteam.ca, and I'd be happy to chat with you. This week, we are, we're going to be talking with the newly elected City of Victoria Councillor, Stephen Andrew. We'll be talking about homelessness, housing affordability, and other matters facing city residents We'll be hearing his views and opinions along with his vision moving forward. Looking forward to chatting with him. We always start our episodes with a listener story or question. And if you have one you want to share with us, tell us about your real estate experience or ask us a question. Just give us a call. The phone number is 250-414-6540. 250-414-6540. Please be sure to leave a message with your name so that we can mention it on air and I will respond at a future episode. You can also, again, find us online, cfax1070.com under the whole home show. And we'll discuss your topic on the air. I have a couple of questions that came up uh, related to an episode we recently did about stratas. So there's two questions that I will address. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have names uh, for either of them. The first question was about common area temperatures. I gather this strata owner lives in a unit which is beside the entrance of the strata. We're used to seeing this. You know, you've got your entry foyer, you've got, you know, people coming in and out. 
And her concern is about the temperature because I guess uh, it would be in colder weathers, colder weather, where um, you get drafts through the door and it's, it, it appears that her unit is getting cold as well too. Her question was whether or not there was any sort of legal standard or, or anything that the strata has to adhere to. Now, this is a question that I'm gonna have to ask a strata specialist. I'm not aware off the top of my head of any particular rule that says that an owner um, has any sort of, uh, I guess protection would be the word, about temperatures. You know, the reality is there will be some drafts there. I hope that the strata is maintaining the temperature of the lobby and the foyer uh, appropriately. That is hopefully something that comes up. Um, I'm sure, or I hope that you have talked to the strata, even submitted a complaint or submitted a letter to your strata and had a uh, wholesome discussion on this issue at a strata meeting because obviously it's a concern. It's a concern enough for you to have brought it up here on the program. Um, but again, you know, your question about whether or not there's any sort of legal uh, uh, ramifications there, I'm not aware of any. I will find, uh, I will ask and see. Um, it, it, it just, like I said, it appears to me off the top of my head that there may not, uh, there may not be. Uh, could there be other uh, um, remedies? Um, is there any way to uh, partition off, like it, depending on the, the configuration of the hallways or, or things like that. Um, you know, this will be a difficulty in, in cooler weather, I'm, I'm certain. So again, thank you for your message. I realize I'm not giving you a lot of information here. Interesting question though, because it's not one that has come my way before. So, you know, you've piqued my interest and I'm uh, also, also very, uh, very interested about that. Um, the other thing that I'd be interested to know is whether or not you have any issues with sound because I more often hear issues about, you know, when the door opens and closes, slams, people um, uh, coming in and out. Uh, I am, I remember a specific building where the door was right at the wall of the bedroom of the, uh, the particular unit. And uh, the poor lady uh, had sleeping troubles because of the fact that in the middle of the night, people would uh, come in and out and that would be difficult. So um, I'm sure they're related in some way, you know, sound and temperature. Um, but let's find out about that one. The second question is, what is a bare land strata? I think I've covered that uh, in the past. Um, so we all know what a strata is. When you think of strata, you often think of a condo building or even a townhouse site. Now, in the case of a condo, for instance, the owners own the confines of the four walls. They also own a proportionate share of the common area. So that would be things like the hallways, the elevator, the uh, parking area, the grounds, anything that is common property. And all of the owners jointly uh, res are responsible for the expenses of maintaining those areas. And that means the utility costs for the uh, uh, HVAC system, you know, the heating in the hallways, the janitorial, uh, the insurance, of course, because insurance is jointly uh, owned by all the owners. Uh, so there is a monthly strata fee, right? The strata fee covers all the common costs. Now, the difference between a traditional condo building strata and a bare land strata is bare land strata means that uh, when you look at them visually, it looks like any other subdivision. You'll see them anywhere. They could be in Saanich. They could be in Langford. They're all over the place, these bare land stratas. Basically what it is, 
is all the owners in the Bearland Strata own the private road and they typically have and share the common cost of maintaining, for instance, that road. What that could be could be street lighting. Uh, in some cases, it could be water. Uh, it could also be insurance, of course, for the roadway because the road is not the responsibility of the municipality, but rather of all the owners. And the other thing too is the future maintenance and replacement of that road. Because you know what? Things get worn down over time. I mean, when you see roads that are getting repaved, it's because they are getting worn down. Streets do that too. And because this is a private street, it's not a municipal street, that is something that will be uh, needed to be addressed at a future time. So generally speaking, when people live in a Bearland Strata, the houses are detached. So they look like any other street. You basically take care of your own stuff, you know, your exterior, exterior maintenance. You live in the house just like you would any normal house. But the difference is it falls under the Strata Properties Act, which means that there must be an annual general meeting. There must be minutes of strata meetings, even though there might be just one every year. And the, the common costs you all collectively share in. Now, the question was, how do you change bylaws? Like not allowing signs, for instance, signage. The same as with any other strata, there has to be a three-quarter vote and a bylaw can be changed. That typically happens at an annual general meeting. So it is something to consider when you're looking at a property and it's a bare land strata, there's a few more things to know about, including bylaws. There, there are standard bylaws that apply. So you gotta make sure that if you've got a whole bunch of pets, that they're compliant with the bylaws. That's the difference between a bare land strata and a traditional fee simple uh, property. If you have questions as these ones here, feel free to let us know. Give us a call, 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540 or find us online, cfax1070.com or get in touch with me, Tony at primeteam.ca. We need to take our break right now. When we come back, we're going to be chatting with the newest city councillor in the city of Victoria, Stephen Andrew. Back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show and I'm Tony Joe. Councillor Laurel Collins from the city of Victoria decided to become the MP for Victoria uh, in Ottawa. And that left, of course, a vacancy at the councillor's table in the city of Victoria. And as a result, a by-election was scheduled and actually was scheduled, I believe it was in April or thereabouts. And of course, we all know what happened in 2020. It's been a very interesting year and a lot of things were deferred, not the least of which was this by-election, but it happened. Happened on December the 12th, and I am uh, pleased that today our guest is the newest councillor of the City of Victoria, Stephen Andrews. Stephen, thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Really enjoying this. It's been a long wait for you because, yeah. <laughs> because of this delay, right? Yeah, it must be one of the longest by-elections in municipal history, I think, probably. <laughs> It yeah. seems that way anyway. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, you're no stranger to this. And I, I have to say, this is a bit of a role reversal because uh, I remember being interviewed by you, you know, once for sure, maybe a couple of times uh, afterwards as well, too. So it's nice to have you on our program to, to pick your brain about um, municipal uh, politics and all that kind of stuff. So thanks for coming. Hey, it's a, it's a joy. Thanks very much for having me. 
Yeah. Well, of course, it's a real estate program. And, you know, we, we talk about uh, uh, not only homeowner stuff and real estate related matters, but of course, you know, there's a number of things that are of concerns to the citizens of the city of Victoria. And these are things that were important and part of your platform. So there's a lot of things I want to talk about with you. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, let's let's start off, you know, just tell us about how you're feeling about uh, about your role and what what you're uh, uh, what you're looking forward to. Well, it's great. I, I mean, I think the first thing that I really enjoy is that I'm engaged with uh, the Victoria community again. Uh, my role as a journalist, especially when I was hosting uh, a show here on CFACs, it was a lot of time uh, listening to people and, and talking about the issues. And, and now I'm back in that role. It's really wonderful to hear from people uh, on a regular basis and um, and to hear their concerns, hear their ideas, hear their vision. And uh, yeah, uh, that is really motivating me tremendously. Yeah, well, really interesting to be able to have the ear of, of, uh, um, of the community and, you know, maybe now being able to, 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 to make things happen, right? Yeah, it, it's, I mean, I, I think as a talk show host, we were focusing on those issues sometimes and bringing them to the public's attention. Now, of course, I'm on the receiving end. I mean, uh, the minute I got my email account open, uh, I read tons of emails that were coming from uh, people who live in Victoria, people who don't live in Victoria with their ideas. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really interesting how um, they come at you and um, how so earnest they are about the, the issues that they, they want dealt with. And um, it, I'm, I'm really learning a lot about the community more than I ever have. And uh, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting to, to listen to. Well, and of course, first of all, I mean, it's been a very challenging time in the past year with so much going down and we'll, we'll be talking about that. But the other thing too, of course, is the community's ability to communicate with um, the elected individuals now, you know, through social media and through Twitter and all of these things, uh, people really put their voices, uh, their voices forward nowadays. They certainly do. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've had to set some parameters because um, some of it is not uh, appropriate communication. Um, so I've had to take a policy of that I'm not going to respond to anonymous emails or anonymous accounts. And I really want to hear from people. So if they're reaching out to me and um, I can give you my email address at, at City Hall, it's Stephen with a PH dot Andrew at Victoria.ca. I do, I do want to hear from people. I want to be able to, to talk to the people that are concerned and, and not those that really are antagonistic or you know, don't like the color of my hair or the fact that I'm losing my hair or whatever's going on. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important that we we talk to 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 real people um, to talk about their concerns within the neighborhoods they're living in and try to find some real solutions if we can. And it's not always easy, Tony. So what pops out as the the, the one thing that appears to be the biggest concern uh, on on people's minds right now in the city? So I, I would say they're intertwined, but definitely public safety. Public safety and people are asking, you know, 
uh, how can we make downtown safer? They're concerned about some of the areas they're going. Now, there are those that say it's perception, it's not reality. That doesn't matter if it's perception, it is reality. And the business owners downtown are telling me that there are issues. So we've, we've got to find a way to improve public safety. And then there's the issue of, of homeless that we, we have to deal with. We cannot just pretend that this is gonna go away in a couple of months or that we, we've put some date on it when it's gonna end. It's an ongoing issue and we need to deal with it from many sides. We can't just find homes. We have to ensure that we have treatment for those who are dealing with mental health um, concerns, those are dealing with uh, addiction issues. We have to have um, prevention to ensure that we're not allowing our young people to, to fall into those areas or when they're leaving their house for whatever reason, as I did when I was a, a 22 year old, that they're just left to, to flail on, on the streets of our city. And we also need to consider that Victoria is not the center of homelessness, that we are a capital region. We have multi uh, municipalities and we need to spread this out. And we need to convince our municipal partners that they need to step up as well. We need to distribute and we must distribute the social service providers that we have. If we have all the services in the downtown area, that's where all of the homeless people and the people with addictions and mental health are going to come to. But if they are spread out through the region, then people are going to go to those locations. You know, something I will never forget, and of course, my, my background, because I spent two years as the co-chair of the Great Victoria Coalition and Homelessness after Ted Hughes, and, and I'll never forget that, um, remember Ken Kelly from the DBBA, the Downtown Victoria Business Association? He's a good friend of mine. Oh, he's, he's amazing. But I, I'll never forget, he gave a presentation to my Rotary Club once, and he had a, he had a photo on his uh, slide deck of a gentleman uh, with his cart, you know, and all of his belongings on a, on a uh, path. And his question is, where was this picture taken? And of course, everyone says, and you know, this is his regular presentation. Everyone says, oh, it's, you know, downtown or, you know, in the gorge or whatever. And he's like, no, Saanich. And, you know, it's just a reminder about the fact that it is a um, it is not just the city of Victoria issue. It is all of our municipalities. Right. Yeah. But I have to say, if you create a scenario, I, I, I think that Victoria has really stepped up and not only in its location and not only in its policies, but it's really made itself open to an influx of the challenges that we have. And we, we have to, I, I, I think it's created an, a problem for us because now it seems that it's only a Victoria issue and it's not, it, it is a, a regional wide issue. And we need to speak, Tony, as you know, um, to the region about this issue. Part of, I mean, you said on the, the coalition, part of my um, message to the coalition is you need to change your name. Um, we need to get the word Victoria out of the coalition's name. It needs to be the Capital Region Coalition and Homelessness. And if we did that, it, I think it's gonna change the mindset. Every time we put Victoria into anything, everyone thinks, oh, it's Victoria. Well, we are Greater Victoria. 
Yeah. And Greater Victoria needs to become greater in dealing with these issues. <laughs> well, it, so it is the Greater Victoria Coalition and Homelessness. But I hear what you're saying, though. Sometimes just the name Victoria, you know, uh, throws people off. But listen, we need to take a quick break here. So we're, we're speaking today with the newest councillor of the city of Victoria, Stephen Andrew. Just need to take a quick break here. We'll come back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week. And of course, our show is brought to you by our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections, with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. You can find their contact information by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. All their information is there, or you can always reach out to me directly, as many of you do. And as a reminder, all of our episodes are podcasted, so you can find us on iTunes or Google Play. Uh, having a conversation today with the newest member, just recently sworn in to the Council of the City of Victoria, Stephen Andrew. Again, Stephen, thanks so much for joining us. This is enjoyable. Thank you. Yes. And again, as I said earlier, it's it, it's nifty for me to have a role reversal here. So um, I remember very fondly being interviewed by you when I was president of the Real Estate Board a long time ago now. So uh, yeah. we, we definitely go, go way, way back. So we talked before the break uh, about uh, issues with homelessness. Uh, one of the things that I uh, caught on to you that you had mentioned is it's not just finding homes. You know, something that I can't help but notice is since COVID, of course, uh, there has been a fair amount of housing that has been provided for uh, some of our hard hardest to house uh, individuals out there, but it doesn't seem to have fixed the problem, right? So if ever there was a time to demonstrate that housing wasn't the only solution, I mean, I, I, I think we're seeing that right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a couple of things, and I'm not pointing to these uh, as recrimination, but I'm pointing to them as examples of some of the challenges that we face. We have seen um, now in three different um, hotels, we've seen fires that have been set. And this is an indication that I think that the wraparound supports that we have are either one, not appropriate, or two, the housing that we provided for certain individuals is not appropriate. And we have to find the balance of that. And I think really the challenges that we're dealing with an emergent situation where we're just scrambling to find shelter and we are not uh, looking equally at the issues of um, treatment and um, prevention and transition. And that, and that is gonna be a challenge and this is gonna take time to settle um, but we need, we definitely need to look at those, those avenues. And of course, the pandemic has pushed people out into the, uh, into the public view. And um, we need, we need, we need to, to work to, to find more and more housing. Um, definitely, there is more coming online. I, I can't talk about some of what I know, because uh, there's negotiations and, and leases that are ongoing. But I know that we were, we're looking at smaller um, units uh, that can be managed more effectively. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we, 
we need to we need to move quicker. We need to encourage the province to move faster. And as a city, we need to assist in trying to find locations that are going to work. But I would also call again, and this is going to be a broken record now. I call on all municipalities to step up and find locations because we, you know, if we have 250 people that are living on the street, we need to find locations in every single municipality and we need to find them uh, preferably on transportation corridors. You know, I'll never forget when I was the co-chair of the coalition back in 2009, 2010, I had a meeting out in Souk for my own business. And I, I saw a group of, um, uh, of people uh, collected by the signs. You know, they've got the Welcome to Souk, the Kiwanis, you know, uh, Knights of Columbus, Lions, you know, all that. And I pulled the car over and I had a visit with them and I just wanted to chat. And I'm, I'm like, you know, why are you here? I learned a lot from a half hour conversation. And what I did learn is that as much as everyone's got this perception that everyone wants to be in downtown Victoria, they want to panhandle, you know, for tourists or whatever. These guys were saying they don't want to go to Victoria because it's dangerous. You know, it, it, um, they preferred living in Souk, right? And yeah. again, it was a reminder that this is a this is a regional issue and not just the city of Victoria. One, right? We have created the issues that we see in Victoria by again allowing uh our planning has not we have not distributed we know that uh, tony you would know this from your time on the coalition that the most successful plan is a regional distributed model it's the most successful way that we can deal with this we have gone against that plan in victoria and we need to institute it and it's something that i am going to be advocating at the council table now this is not and I, I want to point this out. This is not a plan to say, get out of town, homeless people. That is not the, or, or if you're addicted or, or whatever, it's, that's not the issue. If the city was bigger, if we were an amalgamated um, yeah. municipality, if it yeah. was big, yeah. I'd be yeah. saying the same thing. Let's push this to the level of success that we know research supports. And if we were to do that, I think we would be way more successful. There'd be way more integration and way more acceptance from the community as a whole. It's been tough. You know, even back then when the coalition uh, was started in 2006, I think it was or with uh, Mayor Alan Lowe. You know, 2008, actually. Okay, yeah. Um, there, wa there was the desire to end homelessness by 2018, right? And here we are three years later, right? Yeah. I think... One of the issues is that we keep changing direction. We keep changing our um, ideology on how to deal with this. And if you, everyone goes back to the original uh, task force report put together by Perry Kendall and the late Ted Hughes, um, if we were to follow that plan and, and we were still following it, I think that we'd be far better off than we are today. And uh, we, we need to set a course we need to set a strategic plan and we need to follow it. And we can't divert from it. And I think some of our problems have also been that as we change politics at City Hall, we've changed direction and we've got to come together and keep moving in one direction. Also, of course, it doesn't help when you have a change in provincial government, you have change in ideals as well. Um, that we can't stop. I'm not saying that we stop any of that. I'm just saying that we need to come together 
and work with the provincial government to ensure that we are getting success because ultimately the provincial government is the ones that have the legislative authority to deal with this. They have the responsibility. More importantly, they have the cash in the bank. Well, you know, this is a conversation that comes up occasionally on our show one and people might wonder, well, why are we talking about homelessness? Why are we talking about mental health and addictions on a real estate show on a home show? And I want to remind listeners it's because it's part of, you know, we as real estate practitioners, we're not just selling the bricks and mortar and the, you know, places that people live. We sell the community as well, too. And, you know, it is known like people when they come and visit from other places, they say we hear that Victoria has uh, a homelessness uh, issue, a homelessness problem. And it is not that's that is not uh, um, false, you know. So, you know, it, well, it, let, let's I'll ask you, I'm going to turn, turn, turn the tables and now ask you some questions because I think yeah. it's important. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my realist connection with the real estate says that, you know, single family homes mm-hmm. are moving fairly well right now in the market, yeah. but condos in the downtown area are not. Is, is that the case? It is. And you know what? This is what we're seeing in the metropolitan areas of Toronto and Vancouver as well, because with COVID, people are moving outwards. This is a ripple effect of people having found in their lives that they don't want to be living in a condo anymore. And they, you know, because they can work from anywhere, they're choosing actually to live further out. And it is causing a softening in the, the, in the, the condo market. That, that, is, that is the truth. So it's not, they're not moving as quickly as houses are, that's for sure. Is it um, also in the downtown area, is there any uh, inference that they don't like the environment they're seeing in the downtown area? Um, I, I would not say that, but you know, uh, Stephen, I, uh, let's just hold that thought because we need to take another break right now. And uh, so we're talking with Stephen Andrew, who is just recently elected into the city uh, of Victoria as a councillor, having a great chat here about downtown living and condos. Uh, need to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Having a conversation today with Stephen Andrews. Stephen, known well in the community. You've seen him on the screen, um, on CTV, on Check. You've seen him on Shaw. Uh, you have heard him on CFAX, uh, someone who is really well known in the community, and now, of course, recently elected as a councillor in the city of Victoria. Uh, thanks again for coming, Stephen. Pleasure. Uh, just before the break, and we had to stop, but we were having a conversation about uh, downtown and about property values. It's really important that we're talking about this now because affordability is a factor. You had asked the question about condo. Uh, condos have softened, so they're not quite as hot as the detached single-family homes. Uh, even in the West Shore area, you know, things are moving, right? Um, but you asked the question, if people are leaving because they're feeling unsafe, um, I am going to say that is not necessarily the number one driving factor, although I can't help but think that maybe that is something that is a uh, consideration. There is one building in town, and I will not mention it right now, um, just because, a newer condo high-rise that uh, completed not that long ago, and there have been so many reports of break-ins. Um, it's not a great first impression for people who have just spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on their downtown domicile uh, only to bump into this issue, right? Yeah. And you know, through the election campaign, I, I heard from several 
people living in condos of the travel that they have. And, you know, where I live in the Burnside Gorge area, I mean, we've had some issues here as well. And it, it just does not, um, it does not bode well because any, anyone who's buying a condo knows that you can go into the minutes of the Strata Corporation and they're going to see these issues. They're, they're going to be, be identified there. And that is not uh, a good sales tool um, Tony, as you would know, no. that certain things come up in those minutes. Uh, it can scare people off. And if I was to see that as a condo buyer, I, I don't know if I would I would be particularly um, um, happy about it. And I know in the Burnside Gorge area, some of the people that live in, in one of the buildings uh, along there um, have had to, you know, spend uh, more than $100,000 to strengthen their security. And again, that's not, not a good sign. No, no. And, you know, we have the real estate community has duty of disclosure. And as you mentioned, you know, uh, these are things, you know, you hope that they're reported in the minutes of the strata, because these are things that people need to know about, right? I do know, and we bumped into people before who have had the opinion of, while it's downtown living, I get it. It's like living in downtown Vancouver or whatever. But this isn't Vancouver, you know, it's Victoria. People come here because it's safe, right? No. And I don't want to paint the I mean, people ask me the, the question, is it too far gone that we can't turn it around? Absolutely not. This will get better. It will get better. We need to step up and say, look, uh, we're not gonna tolerate this in our city. We need to ensure that uh, we put the right resources in place to, to, to fix it. And uh, that is what I, what I want to see. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things that, that I have been really keen on doing is talking with the residents, talking with the business, talking with the people that can influence and make change and, and find solutions. We, we have to do it together. The city of Victoria, the councillors at the table are not going to be the only ones that are going to make that decision. It's got to be all of us. And as you know, Tony, this is a, a community that really gives and, and really steps up when there are challenges. And, and we need we need everybody now to work on this. Yeah. Well, listen. Let's shift gears just a little bit because we're talking about um, uh, housing, right? Uh, we've talked about the hardest to house. We know that this is a continuum, right? So it goes right from the hardest to house all the way up to the luxury condos in town that we have here. One of the matters, of course, is affordability because let's face it, real estate's expensive here. Despite any sort of effort to try to control that with, you know, foreign buyer tax or speculation tax or whatever, it's a supply and demand situation where people want to come here and, you know, our prices are up from last year, despite COVID and all that. Um, so it raises the question because there's been so much conversation about, is it a demand issue or is it a supply issue? And I'm thrilled to know that there's been more purpose-built rental housing built in the last couple of years in the city of Victoria, because there wasn't for years, right? Um, but what are your thoughts about, about affordability? You know, whether it be rental affordability or, or uh, ownership, because see, property owners are concerned about their, about their financial position as well, too, right? It's multifaceted. I think that, I mean, we know that housing starts are down about 84%, right? I think is uh, the number. So if the market will bear what the market will bear. So if we have um, a lack of housing, we have a lack of rental units, just the same way as if you go on a cruise, and I know that people are gonna freak out about this analogy, but 
the price of a of a, a a cabin on a cruise ship fluctuates from day to day depending on how the sales are going. So if you if they're going well, price goes up. If they're not going well, they drop the price. And I think the only way that we're going to get out of a housing crisis, as I've said for the past several months, is to build. But build a mixed use of housing. It can't just be all one type, because if you do that, then you're going to have uh, an overabundance of that. I am not a big fan of the um, council policy of uh, affordable housing in, in each new development that comes along. I think that we need to build specifically, uh, we need to build um, affordable housing uh, or subsidized housing. We need to uh, build more rental housing. And I'm happy to say that more rental housing is coming on board. Um, we need to look at our official community plan and build where we know we can have density. I think that's another key thing. And it would be nice to get some of the developers working in those areas. And not every development that comes before council is gonna be yeah. ripe yeah. for yeah. affordability. And so, but we need to understand that we cannot stop building just because each development does not meet that. We need to find ways to move multi developments through a multi um, housing unit soon. It has to be in keeping with our official community plan. It has to be in keeping with the neighborhood plans and it needs to be in keeping with the stock that we need. So we've got so many balls to juggle when these proposals come before us at council. And I would like to see a more open, open view. That doesn't mean all bets are off and everything gets built. It just means let's be more more nuanced in, in, in our approvals. Mm -hmm. Well, there's another aspect too, and it's not just the building of new inventory, but there's also opportunities where, uh, you know, I mean, I, I was thrilled when the city of Victoria legalized uh, suites, you know, garden suites, uh, uh, laneway housing. So those are things that are also uh, other options too. Um, although, you know, that is also not a perfect scenario. You know, there's- No, there's, it's not, but we could take single family homes as they have in um, uh, many years. I mean, I know I've seen some of them in James Bay where they divide them up and make them duplexes. So that's another way to go. I mean, if you you can, we need, we need to, to move forward on, on these innovative ideas. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a big fan of the container program that has been put out. I, I, I think we need to build um, uh, reasonable size homes for, individuals. And uh, the other thing we need to consider is um, density. Where is density appropriate? And, um, you know, I mean, there's a development in Cook Street. The density originally was six stories. It went to five and now it's at four. That's going to come back before council in the new year. So I'm going to be very interested to look at that. I think we, we need to look to see where, where it is where density is appropriate. And the other thing I'm going to say is that um, you, we, we tend to, as Victorians, when we get here, we love it so much. We get in, we get our house, it's beautiful, and then we go out front, we pull up the drawbridge and say, that's it. This is what, this is what Victoria is. Sometimes we're not going to have that ability. Well, even even right now, I mean, we've been talking about this for, for, for months on this program, the, 
the re people are wondering, they go, why, why does the market continue to move upward during a pandemic? Um, it's because we've had a lot of people from across the country decide that now's the time to go to the promised land. And especially a lot of people who are able to work remotely, they don't need to be in Toronto anymore. They don't need to be in Calgary. Where are they going to go? Right. And of yeah. course they come here. Right. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I've lived here since 94 and I can tell you, Tony, that um, for three and a half years, I worked remotely from an office that supposedly was in Toronto <laughs> and I was out here. So I know it, it, it works yeah. and um, you know, and you travel when you have to. And um, it, it was, uh, it, it wasn't a challenge. I mean, especially now uh, with all of the video conferencing that we can do, although I'm getting tired of video conferencing, to be honest, it's, it's good. I, I like that connection, but we have to, we have to maintain this right now. But, um, you know, I, I think that you're right. We could work from anywhere in the world, really, if we, if we wanted to. Yeah. And, and why not live in Victoria? But you see, this is the, this is the other thing too, because for people, people who are not in Victoria and in, you know, this was you before 1994, they look at Victoria and go, oh my goodness, what an idyllic place to be. And often are not aware of the issues that city council, like the city of Victoria would have to deal with on a, on a regular basis. Right. Um, so there's a lot of behind the scenes work. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it, and it's, it's interesting, you know, I mean, a lot of what goes on behind the scenes is I've just spent uh, at the time that you and I are talking, uh, you know, I mean, just very few hours at City Hall, um, looking and, and reviewing all the facts and, and getting uh, briefings on what's going on. There is a lot going on. If, if it looks like City Hall is not doing anything, yeah. I can yeah. tell you they are. <laughs> okay. they, they are. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we, we don't have the luxury of, of talking about what's going on behind the scenes because some of it, it involves land deals, some involves negotiations. And so, you know, we may be negotiating and I'm just, I'm putting this up as a theoretical now, hypothetical. We may be negotiating a space to move a number of people that are currently in parks into a location, but we can't talk about that mm -hmm. until we've secured it because there's gonna, the expectation is that it, if we discuss it right off the top, that that could be, it's going to happen. Well, it's not. It doesn't happen until it's signed, and we can't talk about it until it's signed. Good to know. Good to know. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, please remind our listeners uh, because you've got this open door policy with your email address. Again, your email is Stephen S T E P H E N dot Andrew at Victoria.ca. And um, you can always reach me on my website, stephenandrew.ca. I'm very happy to, uh, to deal with anything. If it's a city business, please do use my city email address because that's the appropriate way to, to reach me. And um, I can tell you that uh, also I will give you my, my phone number because that's another uh, uh, way to reach me. And that is uh, uh, 250 Two one seven two five zero three six one one two one seven. And Tony, thanks very much for giving me this opportunity to to talk to uh, to you today. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking again in the near future. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us, Stephen, and the rest of our listeners. We'll be here for you this time next week.